Good morning. How are you doing, Mary Lynn? Arrow Collins. I remember you from before. Only because you know I like talking about creativity, and you are not afraid to go there. Yeah, you can eat it, you can swallow it, and it comes out the other end um, <laughs> and becomes fertilizer to make a better world for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I'm an author now. I'm back, and I'm an author. Well, see, that that's that's awesome because I think, I, in all honesty, I'm, I, I think that we're all authors, and we happen to find our voices on other stages. Ooh, in other stages of what? In other, stages of life? Stages of life? or Well, that's that's Cloris Leachman right there. She says that life is nothing but a book, and you're just living from chapter to chapter. Ooh, I like that. Uh, yeah, and you know what? I tried to write this book a few years ago, and it wasn't until the pandemic that I had time to really settle down and find the voice of it. And I got you know a few more years of stand-up comedy under my belt and was able to take the time to reflect on these experiences and make them insightful and funny and, um, you know, a little bit of Hollywood, a lot of personal stuff. Um, but, yeah, it was fun. Don't you like being with that live crowd? I mean, because I know that you, you were once a waitress or a you know, part of the, the waiting team at Denny's, but but being with real people. <laughs> Thank you for acknowledging that. <laughs> I mean, but being There's with... an entire chapter in my book devoted to Denny's, by the way, so you don't want to miss this. My book, Famous, My Life at the Edge of Stardom. You can get it at MarylandMaryland.com or wherever you buy books, Audible, Target. Just find it. It's called Famish. If you want to hear the secret to making ranch dressing, all right, I'll spoil it for you. You just rip open the envelope of Hidden Valley Ranch, dump it in, and mix it up with a whisk and buttermilk. <laughs> to be fame-ish. I mean, that there, there are so many people that would like to just get to that area. You're, you're so open and honest within these pages. Yes, and I think the theme of that... Um, sometimes is very literal, like the essay where I write about being invited to the Golden Globes, which is huge, mm -hmm. this magnificent, the pinnacle of glamour and Hollywood, you know, being invited and then not being given a plus one so that it's got both, you know, edges where you, you have this expectation of something that's supposed to be fantastic and it turns out not to be and how we move through these moments in life and sort of come out the other end, and, and things are different, uh, but better. But you kind of have to go through the pain sometimes to get there. Wow, that's I, I just had this crazy vision of when you were talking about the Golden Globes. about it, It's like going to your high school graduation, and you can't take your parents with you. You just have to show up and grab the diploma. Yeah, that's a, wow, that, that was a, that's kind of a deep... Uh, Place you took that <laughs> yeah i like that it's not all it's cracked up to be sometimes you're kind of, yeah you're kind of just left there you know with your ass hanging out uh by yourself and it's it's weird it, it feels bad but um i ended up not being sat by the rest of the people in 24 i was up on the mezzanine wow. by myself with the fanciest table you'd ever see wow. and i did walk out a little bit drunk and um, have an outburst to Cheryl Crow, who was very nice. And at the time, I thought, I know her. And then when I went up to her and said, I feel so alone, I realized that I didn't know her. I had just listened to her music. Right. But she was very gracious. And then Puff Daddy, at the time, this was quite a few years ago, came up to me and said he was a fan of mine from 24. And then, you know, I suddenly I had a mom and dad in Puff Daddy and Cheryl Crow. All I had to do was go <laughs> to the pain, come out the other side, and they were there with me at the graduation, which was the bar at the Golden Globes and not the award show itself because they wouldn't let me in on the floor.
they wouldn't let me close enough to the award show, but I found my own fame. Well, see, that's that's the fun part about being a creative person is that you can put yourself in any role, any situation. And, you know, like Gene Simmons says, he says, if you don't think it's bigger than life, how do you expect people to believe it's bigger than life? Oh, that's good. That's really good. That's about, like, creating the illusion. Because at the end of the day, that's what fame and glamour is. It is it is an illusion that we want to participate in, you know? So when, when I love that. When you show up on the, the auditions of, of Legally Blonde, I mean, I mean it's amazing that you, you, you showed up with a buzz. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. See, I, I kind of, <laughs> I, there's a few things in the book. It's juicy, but mostly it's, it's the finger pointing back at myself, like the joke's on me. I do reveal a few things in the book that I'm not proud of, but I like to admit them in hopes of making people laugh or realizing, you know, that I'm human, I make mistakes. This was not Legally Blonde 2. This was an audition for, there was a TV show called Suddenly Susan. Oh, yes. It was starring Brooke Shields. And Kathy Griffin, who's an old friend of mine, I, I only talk to her sometimes on Twitter now, but back then we would we kind of traveled in the same circle. And she ended up getting the part, and I happened to be day drinking the day that I had the audition. And I'm not proud of it. I mean, even now with stand-up, I don't, uh, I can't drink because I will, I'm not very, it's hard for me to focus anyway, yep. as you can tell right now, as I'm trying to get this story out of my mouth. But, uh, but yeah, I went to the audition. It was not great. I did not get the part. I don't think that they knew, but maybe they knew something was a little bit off. Yeah, that's one of the things. I mean, I, I can't be creative and drink alcohol at the same time. I mean, you always hear about these authors and stuff like that that is sit down with a glass of wine. I feel like that my creativity goes, I'm, I'm leaving you. Bye. I, I don't want any. It does. I, you lose your focus. Yeah. It, it, you get sloppy. And I think to, to grab those moments, you kind of have to be cognizant and catch them as they come by. And when you, it, yeah, it sort of clouds everything. Yeah, because to me it's stream thinking. I, I swear to God, all we are is a vehicle. It, it, there's a bunch. It's like it's like Russell Crowe in Beautiful Mind. I've got all of these people around me, and then they come in and just take over me. Whoa, dude! <laughs> <laughs> he just compared yourself to Beautiful Mind. You're making me want to go sit under a tree and meditate. Oh my God, that's my kind of thing. If you could see this forest that I'm in every day, that's exact because uh, trees are storytellers. And in reality, in writing your book, was that not the seed of the tree that became your page? Absolutely. And you know what a good thing to do is in between meditating, sitting under trees, take a break and read my book, Famous uh, My Life at the Edge of Stardom. But yeah, that's exactly what happened is COVID hit and I had the time to reflect and, and take the time to go through these stories. And I'm at a point in my life where, you know, I'm a fully grown woman. I'm grown up now. And uh, I've had a lot of experience that I can share about life and about being an actor. And um, I can't not be funny while I'm doing it. So yeah, it was, it was, it was fun to write. When when you put your thoughts on page, what what happens is is that then you know you have to go to the editor. How do you how do you put those things on the page? Because you you do stand up, so you have to craft your joke. How did you craft your story? Yeah, um, it was a different process for sure. There was uh, I had a friend helping me. We sat across from each other with laptops and blankets. Um, and, you know, she was helping me stay on task. Sometimes I would just send her my writing that was a mess. 
and she would clean it up for me. Um, but, you know, I would fall asleep a lot. I'd get up and take snack breaks about every 30 to 40 seconds. Um, and it's a different process, especially in stand-up where things are shorter and to the point. In the book, you have the time to give more details and give more layers to the story. So that was something that I worked on in this process. And like anything that you take on that's bigger than you think you can do, you know, you just do sort of take the, that small step, the one that's right ahead of you to get it done. The title of the book speaks so loudly, Fame-ish. That I, I did, a, I did a, um, a music collection back in 2002 called They Think I'm Weird So I Proved It. I love the fact that you're saying Fame-ish because readers are going to take it and they're say, you know, I am too. I'm fame-ish. It all depends who my audience is. That's right. That's what I love about that. And you can be, you know, Gene Simmons and go, here's the fantastical ah. And then, like, you know, as the years went on, we see who he is as the man. And that's my favorite stuff. It's sort of seeing what's underneath the fantasy and seeing the real stuff that makes it happen. It, and, and your quote, it's not easy being kind of famous. I, My God, that says a lot about uh, people in general, because it's like, you know, you, you walk into a moment, you might be popular at work, but when you get home, you're just mom, dad, or your sister. Yeah, and we all want that recognition. We all want to be seen, and whether it's at work or at home, and you have to transition to these other points in your life, you know, and... um but that, that's the beauty of it, too. But it's, I think it's taking the time to, to recognize these different stages of life. You know, when I'm on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, it's very different than being at home and um, cleaning up some dog barf. <laughs> See, that's part of the post-production blues that I always sit there and I'll write about it in my defrag journals is that it's like, OK, OK, we're here. Let's figure this out. And I because we don't need to be in the post-production of, of, of being up on stage. Wait, what are you saying? The post-production of when you have, I, like, the come down of, of, oh my of doing God. the thing? That's the loneliest place on the planet. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same thing when you come down off cocaine. That is painful. <laughs> you know, you have that high. You love everything. Everything is great. You're going to be down real low. You're going to have to recover. And I think we naturally have that in life when we do things. You can't have the excitement and the glamour and be in the thick of it. Sometimes you're in the thin of it, and you got to chill out and learn how to breathe and, and start over again. So true, so true. Now, you talked about meditation. I do nidra. What do you do? Um, I gave up meditation. Now I just eat instead. <laughs> oh, it's like the Trader Joe's, the little mini um, cheese and crackers. That's go. my new meditation. It's pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you talked about growing up and things like that. One of the things that we all have to face is is that, uh, in quotations, used to be. I used to be. Are you preparing for that? Uh, you know, it's funny. Sometimes the world will tell you that when you're not you're not prepared. Uh, one lady said to me on Twitter, "Do you miss acting?" I was like, "Bitch, I never stopped acting." Right. <laughs> but but that tells you the 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 reflection of the world. You know, I'm doing all sorts of things. She might not see them. They're not in the venues that she sees. And um, it, it's hard. And, and no, I'm not ready. I, I, I'm, I'm entering a, a new chapter of this is what I am, you know, because maybe you have this is what I used to be, but then that's going to force you to take a turn and go, this is, this is what I am. Yeah. 
I see, the, your, your book is also a tool in the way that you're letting us inside the world of entertainment as well as the, the world of reality. And, and, and you make that connection with, with those that, A, have always followed you and those that are discovering you. Absolutely. And that's my favorite part. And I try to have fun with it and give some like real celebrity moments. Like there's something real, really cringy that I did when I got the chance to work with Harrison Ford, which was a dream come true. And I'm sure he doesn't remember this. It was a moment, but I will never forget it when I went up to him at the after party of the movie and I took it upon myself to whisper in his ear, yeah, the movie was just okay. Because in my mind, I thought he was surrounded by yes men and I was going to give him the truth. In reality, that was really not a cool thing to do on my part, but it's all about the perspective. And that's how, that's an example of shooting yourself in the foot. But, um, but yeah, that that that's you know I like to admit being human and making these mistakes. What what is it about creative people that we we do like to go out there and because I, I I can be very sarcastic and sometimes when when people receive it they don't receive it too well and and when I was at at iHeart we had we actually had a, a door when we would tell people if you the moment you cross this door we're gonna say stuff and if it hurts you I'm sorry but you know about the door that is the rule. Well, I love that. I think that creates a, com- a commonality, and it, it sort of gives you the rules of the space, and we need that. Um, I mean, you might have been being funny about it, but in a way, you're creating this community, and that's what happens when I do stand-up comedy. You're creating the community of the room, of the mood, and you're dictating, like, this is where we're going to go with it. Um, and that's what was fun about writing the book is, like, I'm going to have these fantastic experiences, but I'm going to give you the underside of it too, because that's what I like. That's what makes me feel human and connected. And, you know, you just hope that other people will ultimately share in that with you. You know, I don't think you're sarcastic because you want to push people away. Maybe you are, which I understand, but, um, there's a connectivity there, you know, that, that, Oh, I get what you're doing. And if someone doesn't get it, then, then, then you're not seeing eye to eye. So what is huge success in 2022 in a world where Harry Styles just told Howard Stern yesterday that re- uh, rec- hit records don't happen? It, it just it naturally goes into place. In other words, you can't go out and make a hit record. All you can do is just offer it. Oh, is that what he said? Yes. I was so shocked when because the, what is it? Watermelon, whatever it is. I mean, he, he goes, yeah. I, it, it wasn't even supposed to be a hit. It, we, we just put it out there. That's awesome. What a great message. Well, I think that anyone that's an artist, I mean, that, that's what you're doing. You're just putting it out there and hoping that it connects. With that's the, what we do. You just keep going. So now when, when, with, with Famous, do you take it with you on the road, and then this way at the end of the show you'll be out there in the lobby uh, not only shaking hands and kissing babies but selling books? Absolutely. Of course I will. <laughs> I love it. You, uh, you can pay cash. <laughs> you can pay in jewelry. Um <laughs> You can pay in designer clothing. I will sign a book and give it to you. <laughs> when are you coming back to Charlotte? That's a really good question. I mean, because our, um, our comedy zone is wide open for brilliant comedy. Yeah, I got to call the comedy zone. I don't think I'm booked in Charlotte yet. That's a problem. We got to get on that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Man, congratulations on this book. I, I really, I, I can't wait until your your creative spirit uh, creates a novel because I think that you've got that in you as well because you are a storyteller. Yes. I mean, I some of these chapters in the book right now could would make a good movie or TV show. I know that's not a novel. That's the other direction. But yes. Absolutely. The stories keep coming as long as we're alive. 
Yep, just trust the creative energy, man. Please come back to the show anytime in the future, Mary Lynn. Thank you, Arrow. It's such a pleasure to talk to you. You bet. Be brilliant today. Thanks. You too. Bye-bye.